Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fine Is Not a Feeling, your real-life guide on how to think, feel, move, and eat better. Today is our finale episode of season one, (laughs) and we're thrilled that you've been tuning in. As always, this is being brought to you by California Schools Viva, a nonprofit health trust that delivers high-quality, affordable, and accessible health resources for our member employees, as well as the broader community. On this podcast, we seek to have amazing conversations that focus on whole person health. They are going to help us understand ourselves better, discover new tools for healthier living, and becoming more compassionate human beings. You all know me by now. I'm Laura. And my name is Carletta. And I'm excited we've made it to our final episode. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) We're going to use today's episodes to talk about lessons we've learned and revelations we've learned over the past few months. But first, let's do a check-in. How are you, Laura? I'm doing great. This actually has been quite a fun learning process. I feel like we set out saying we're going to have these amazing conversations and trying to learn some new things. And I think we've done it. It's, I'm excited. I agree. It's, you know, you don't know what you're embarking on until you embark on it, but uh, the voyage has definitely been a fun one and a lot of things learned. I can't say that I, there wasn't an episode that I didn't walk away going, hmm, I didn't realize that, or I didn't realize that, or I didn't realize that, but it's been really enjoyable and definitely fun for me. And even just process-wise, you don't have such an appreciation of putting things together and having these conversations. As a consumer of podcasts, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then you're like, oh, actually, this is a lot harder than than it seems. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely been one of those pieces where you've just doing the podcast itself. It's been learning. We've talked about the beginning, you know, a therapist by trade. So I'm used to listening, sometimes talking. And I think this has just been an interesting just piece, like you said, that process, even just processing the process and processing the things that you learn. It's, it's at a different capacity, but it's so fascinating. Well, I'm excited to see, and I use that word a lot. I realize it's I need more like repertoire in my, I'm always like, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about that. It's a synonym. It's like the synonym fighter. Exactly. I am thrilled to talk about, I'm like, I guess if that's my general state of being, that's not a horrible thing. It could be worse, Laura. Come on. But I look forward to hopefully we get some traction here and Mm -hmm. thinking through, this was just our first universe of the conversations we could have and the places we could go. And we'll be really interested to hear what people think about it and where we can go from here. The places we can go. It's endless. One of those things to find us on a feeling doing a webinar on it. I I think about the podcast we had on it and just even it's not going to change because fine still isn't a feeling. How are we adjusting ourselves to become all the things we've set out to do? And, And there's so many other people too I'd love for us to bring on and have conversation with. And I think we've learned more than anything. We'll get into some of the specifics later, but to me, the common thread that kind of went through all of our guests and and all of our conversations is is that it it's a continuum. This is a, a continuum and a journey, not a destination. So even when we say fine is not a feeling, like fine is a very fine. I'm fine. I'm this. I'm here. Or even in our conversations like with Angie on like my diet is good or bad or a lot of it it really is that continuum and how do what we know about health 
what we mm-hmm. know about ourselves, what we can develop will continue to grow and evolve. And I, I think it's just an interesting, I, I personally, I feel like I've always been, I'm either doing good or I'm doing bad. I'm doing, I am exercising or I'm not. I am eating healthy or I'm not. And I feel like it's really given me a lot more perspective around the gray area and the, where are you today and what can you do today? versus this absolute measure of where we sit in that continuum. And I, that's a, that flows very much with my own personal perspective, I think, in this journey. Once again, as a therapist, you always, you're looking at how do you, your emotions fit in with your mental health, and that's the word right now. But looking at the integration that we've learned, I said once talk about this later on as well, is the integration of all these different facets into the other side. So it's Dr. Neeson or whether it's having conversations about grief or all the different things we've talked about. That total integration, I think, has just been so fascinating how everybody meets and then it meets along the continuum. So you might be at one place here with your food and nutrition, but another place on the continuum with your movement, another place in continuum with how you're handling grief, all the kinds of things there, I think have made it a, a definite ebb and flow and causing yourself to think, how do we, how are we utilizing all of these pieces within our life? Yeah. And I, I think what you're talking about too, is one of the things that we've been looking at with Viba and what we can do is it's that complex interplay also in terms of that you have all these aspects of your health that, that come together to create mm-hmm. this one picture, as opposed to thinking of, oh, this is my health. And this is how it's that it's weaving together where when we're talking about grief or depression, how impactful that can be on, you know, what you're doing with your nutrition or how you're feeling with your sleep or mm-hmm. how all those pieces come together to create that ultimate picture of, of where you feel like you are in the day. And how do we figure out, I think one of the things is how do you figure out where to start and how do you figure out which piece to tackle? Right. And get your arms around. I, I think that journey of ours is learning that just it's one step, whatever direction it's in is something. Yep. So that's definitely something because it is hard to figure out what, I don't know, like, how do I begin it? I think at Viva, we're very fortunate to have individuals that can help someone start that process through care navigation or something of that capacity. However, it still is starting and starting anything I think for most people is a little bit nerve wracking. Some people do it easier than others, but it is a little bit of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Get off my couch, walk out my door, make a phone call, send an email, send a text, all the things. But it does take some level of gumption to say, all right, I'm just going to take this little baby step and then move forward within that. And hopefully we have encouraged people to take whatever step that is that they may need to take or move forward on so that they are getting whatever direction that they're hoping to move forward in a, in a positive way. Yeah, and, and ultimately, I think that's where, it, as we look, the title of the podcast, Fine is Not a Feeling, ends up being so meaningful, right? Is mm-hmm. that you really can go to this next level. You don't need to feel stuck mm-hmm. and just feel fine in wherever yeah. you are. And that hopefully this can... I know personally, it's given me some good tips and and steps forward, and hopefully our listeners will feel the same way. And I'm completely in in agreement with that. It's definitely causing me to take some different steps and different looks and 
be encouraged and to live out what you're speaking and live out what you've learned and, and what you're projecting. And that's part of I think we're doing here is here we're on a podcast, we're taking information, we're projecting it out. My hopes is that ourselves are also taking some steps, learning some things. So that being that transparency that's there in our in our place of growth. So that is definitely the goal, I think, for us or what we're moving forward, or at least that's what we're trying to do. Trying is good. Nothing wrong yep. with giving something a try. Yeah. Always winning. Can't can't fail if you don't try when you can't succeed either. So it's all there you good. go. I'm on the success <laughs> side of it. And I don't really think there's ever a failure. It's a place of chance for growth. If that yeah. did not sound like a therapist reframe, I don't know what did. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. We're gonna take a quick break. Be back in a moment to talk about some lessons we've learned through this podcast about ourselves and our society. See you soon. Welcome back. We're ready to hop into our main topic today. We're ending the season talking about what we've learned about one another, as well as ourselves over the course of the last few months. So much has changed since we first started the podcast. So we wanted to talk about some of our realizations and thoughts as we move into the final part of the year. Kids are going back to school. People are getting back into the office. And that is a lot. Mm -hmm. So let's kick this off with just talking about one thing you've learned about yourself. Carletta? Whew. One thing I put one. <laughs> Let's see. I think myself, I think in this journey that the capacity to make time for your un- most unfavorite word, but wellness. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't say self-care, so I'll just say yours only the wellness. But to really take time to create that uh, emotional immunity and that mental resilience. But by doing that. It's saying, okay, I'm going to be intentional on a couple areas of life so that I can do that. And I realized that for me, I believed in all these things. So like from things we learned from Mike and just Dr. Neeson, all these different capacities that we learn different things, everything excited me because as most things do, I get excited about the shiny little wheels. But then I go, okay, practically, what in my world am I going to actually do about that? But I saw for myself that I was going to be intentional about making some things different. I was intentional when the pandemic started and it lasted two weeks, but I was more intentional, like, or since I was unintentionally lackadaisical (laughs) for the rest of the time of the pandemic. So I think with everything shifting and changing us going through the ebbs and flows of we're in our house, we're out of our house, we're really out of our house, we're back in our house. Now we're navigating into this hybrid lifestyle. I, I think the real piece for me is continuing to be intentional about being as healthy as you can be and in making it a part of your life and that you're actually capable of doing it. And if I'm able to carve aside time to sit down and record a podcast, I can make some ebbs and waves in my life to go to the chiropractor, go to the ACU or do the other things. Doc Neeson talked about putting like the crock pots or the one like being intent like that really doesn't take that much time. And I am a big crock potter. I used to be, I used to be like the queen of the crock pot. And then the it just queen died of the crock pot. Right? <laughs> they need a crown. Should I just say Viva queen of the crock pot? Actually, that would be. Doc. That could be the <laughs> title for our second uh, yes. season of our podcast. Exactly. Queen of queen the crock of the pot. Crock pot. <laughs> 
but really owning that. Like, I know that I'm capable of doing it. It's not not possible. So I think that's a big part of what I've learned about myself. Lots of other things too, but I think the bigger takeaway would be that for me. How about for yourself, Laura? I feel like it's that same making, I I realized how much time I fart away in a day doing stupid, like scrolling through social media Mm. that how do you make it intentional to, to take back that time and really make it a priority to be able to get that exercise in and be able to really, even if it's just a walk around the block while you're on a phone and not having to be on a screen. Mm-hmm. I actually put through this journey up in front of, um, I have a Peloton bike that I've gotten back into riding actually over the last, I would say 40 days. I've been getting many more miles in, but I put a sticky note up there that really says you can only lead if you have something left to give. And as my inspiration in just that, we often forget, I think, as leaders, as mothers, thinking that if I just keep sacrificing for everybody else, like at the end of the day, I'm going to give and give. And what I found is probably about two months ago, I almost three months ago at this point, I had nothing left. I was completely depleted. Mm-hmm. I felt emotionally depleted. I felt physically depleted and really had to start leaning back on our experts here to, to mm-hmm. say, what helped me? Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? And being able to actually take some of the lessons that we've learned to help rebuild. And mm-hmm. it's been a fascinating journey, I think, along both personally and physically, as as well as listening to the folks that we're talking to on that it it is real, like in being able to figure out if you can only you have to build your personal foundation mm-hmm. before you can take on the weight of the world. Because at some point your body, your emotions give if you just keep trying to to push it forward. Absolutely. And I, I think within that piece what you key said is give and I think in my journey as a therapist, I learned, I think earlier on, thank goodness, or otherwise I probably wouldn't even be here because I'd be so burnt out of the fact of knowing when you're able to give and when you become contagious. And it's one of those pieces is that just like with the flu or the cold, when you have that and then you're hanging out, I always make these, I used to make all these cool analogies in relationship to like illness. And now we have COVID <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm probably offending somebody. I'm so sorry if I am. <laughs> but it becomes a contagion and that nobody wants that, especially like now, nobody wants it. Please keep that to yourself. So yep. I think it's that piece of learning. And I, like you said, as mothers and as leaders, the importance of having a foundation and then learning to grow. I call it growing up someone. Like when we have teams and we have our families, I think our likelihood is to do four or to give all we can just to make sure it's all great. But I think in that, in this life journey, and I think from the, even going through the pandemic or going through all the things that are happening in our world right now, how important it is to help someone else grow within their own so that they can be able to also lead. But we always say like leading means following. And I've always been a fan of that. I don't know how following, like how many people are following you? And I'm like, I don't really love that. I'd rather have some people coming alongside or who, how many supporters, can we just change that to being like from (laughs) how many people are following me to how many people are supporting me? That, because that seems like I'm not, you don't just have robots. You have people who are bringing enlightening enlightenment to your life or 
bringing something positive to the work environment or someone who's producing something positive in work or at home, even your kids, like how are they playing into the overall picture versus just, I feel like when we get into that robotic following mode, that's when we get into trouble because we start to lose focus of ourselves and how we're doing. So just bringing that full circle. And I think this whole process has been about how are we growing ourselves? How are we growing ourselves to be the best we can be? How are we helping others grow and into that world? And being able to look at, you know, we've talked about this, I think, excessively of having awareness on all these different facets of our lives. And awareness is just so key. If I talk about something else I would take away from our society or where we're at, I think it's fascinating for me to see, wow, now we have this awareness, quote unquote, on like mental health. We look at the, what Simone Biles did, however people feel about that. But we have these other influencers who are talking about things that are have been of concern for me for a long time. So now you have a highlight on it, but now we take the burden off. Now that we have a highlight on it, what are we doing about it to make it move healthily and positively in a positive direction. So I feel like as a society, I'm hoping that as we enlighten ourselves about things that are happening, we're also then looking at some healthy ways to grow, some healthy ways to contribute, to build immunity around these things that are not great for us versus just, oh, it's there. And now it's just another new title that I have. I have a mental illness. That's my name's Carlotta. And that's where it ends. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I put it on my Instagram. So exactly. No. <laughs> so it I'm is. an influencer with mental health. Okay, cool. Now what? So I'm but wanting us it, to be like, now what? Yeah. And I love that in the now what in the, cause I felt like when we talked to Cynthia around dealing with grief, dealing with your own discussing what's going on in your family around health, it was the understanding that being willing to take on some discomfort will help you heal and will mm-hmm. help you get to that next step. Exactly. And I think that thread actually pulled through a lot of our different conversations on sometimes we're afraid to take action because we're afraid for kind of that initial discomfort, that initial disjointing. And I think Dr. Neeson really hit on that too when we're talking about today, we may be worried to eat more vegetables or that's so much more work. But down the line, all of a sudden now we're having huge health crises or on medications or having a heart attack. Same thing with mental health Mm -hmm. that we, if we're not willing to take on a little bit of the discomfort today to deal with what's happening, we're going to end up down the line in this massive crisis state that, that we're able to do. So it's how to incite that, that discomfort on ourselves that Mm -hmm. ultimately will help root out. As someone who grew up in a family that did not like to talk about feelings, Mm. it's something I think as an adult really saying, oh, that didn't mean that nobody felt them. That just meant nobody actually talked about them and processed them together. So you just swallowed it and swallowed it. And I think more and more as we're talking to each of our folks, and I feel like I've learned a lot about from you on how do you face those things that are uncomfortable? Yeah. Because in the long run, it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you more resilient Absolutely. and be able to really become who you want to be. And that's what, one of the great things I remember in our conversation um, with Bobby is we were talking about coaching and finding that way of motivation and agents of change, how we're at these different levels and how helpful it is to be able to navigate a word or to have a coach or be able to have someone in your life who can help you figure out where you are and then 
help you develop your own story to create that agent of change. And I loved how he broke that down. And it was so helpful for me to be like, you know, as a therapist, you think this or people think a coach and you're like, yeah, we're just going to go work out at the gym and I'm going to tell you to do 15 pushups. And there's so much more to it. It's so much more of really looking at who you are and understanding that like you have to understand yourself a little bit in order for you to do anything to the fullest of your capacity. And I think, you know, when Bobby talked about the coaching piece of this, looking at how someone can help pull that out of you in a way that is supportive, once again, having those supporters, <laughs> is supportive and in line with your goals. And if you don't, if you knowing what those are, developing a goal, developing a, a motto or mission statement, all those things that we think maybe is a business thing, but sometimes is already innate within us. We just haven't labeled them as such. And so utilizing that. So I loved that conversation of how to how that all gets put together and how helpful it is to to be in that process and to learn that. It's just it goes so well with wanting to dive into eating healthy, you know, and Dr. Carey with <laughs> sitting yeah, up that, straighter. <laughs> I I very personally felt the flat booty busting uh <laughs> in this COVID time period. <laughs> yes. It's getting better, Laura. You yeah, told you said you're on your Peloton. I've done yep. some more yoga. I've actually seen a chiropractor recently, so mm-hmm. we're making some steps. There you I don't go. have a foam roller yet, Mike. But Uh-oh. I'm working on it. <laughs> but you're contemplating other. getting a foam yes, roller, right? Exactly. Which is a good exactly. step in practicing the Kegels and the whole nine yards. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, Mike and his giggles. Oh, it's a great guy. It's great. Guy. <laughs> I think the fascinating part to me about just when I think about personally what I've learned and listening to, I think this fascinating experts that we have on our team and looking at the difference when you can approach this whole journey with a sense of grace and Mm self-acceptance and self-understanding and accepting where you are. I, I feel like there's been so much learning or out in the community that, that approaches. And, and I think particularly women, but men too around like body hatred, health hatred. Like Mm -hmm. I hate that I'm, this size or built this way or do if I only did these things and how much more powerful it is as you're talking about structuring like we're talking with Bobby and and coming from what truly is your innate inner power and that innate inner acceptance I feel like you heard that with Dr. Neeson Mm -hmm. right and talking about health in a way that was very exciting and empowering and co- emanating from this own inner self-love mm-hmm. as opposed to don't eat that, don't do this, this is bad, like you're bad because you're eating this way, mm-hmm. which as you scroll through social media, that's the way everybody and so many people make money, making us feel bad about ourselves. Yes. And it's. I think it's that... When we talked about like the finest on a feeling too, being able to like, having that awareness of your emotions and where you are is so key. And everything doesn't have to be in competition with each other. Like when we talk about like gratitude practices, people often go, okay, my life isn't as bad as X. I'm like, that's not the point. <laughs> the point isn't to be <laughs> what you're thankful for in comparison to somebody else. It's in general, taking that moment to be like, 
in my life, I am grateful for X thing, regardless of what's going on around me. And we are so used to being like, gosh, look at when there's so-and-so on their social media. And that's like this. And this influencer says that. Who is this influencer? I don't know. So it's really deciding what will influence us and what will be impactful for our health and asking the questions, is this adding positivity, growth, and strength to my life? Or is it taking away, decreasing, and causing for more distrain? And only we only ourselves know that. And so it's being able to have that discernment, I think, along with that is so helpful. And we've got a chance to have so many conversations on different topics to give us more discernment on these different areas of our lives so that we can have some level of, of awareness and being sightful when we are kind of hit with all the influence of what is, and, and, it, and it's just fascinating. I think it's, I'm excited to hopefully have some more conversations too about our, our mindset and how we're seeing all these different things, how it really plays into what we're doing. Yeah. And I think the example of what we can be for our families and for the kids or even our coworkers Looking at, I think a lot of it is thinking about how this nexus of how you're behaving fits in with all the relationships you have within your community, within your work community, within your social media platforms, within your children, and how how you choose to approach that is so indicative of ultimately what you get out of it in terms Absolutely. of thinking of the the behaviors and the way you act. And I feel like that's been something that's really resonated me with a lot of our speakers in thinking just through how you can be just the steps that you take. You can either sit back and talk about life happening to you or mm-hmm. the things that you mm-hmm. don't like how doing this, or you can't take control of that, or you can lean into really being able to take some of those steps and then seeing the difference of thinking of, oh, when you can start to be that positive influence how it makes others start to be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's like that maybe I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking on, I was on LinkedIn the other day. It was off for a long time and recently came back on. And I, I was thinking of the concept of that social media platform. Yes, it's a more of a professional platform, but you look at how many degrees you are. You're like first degree, third degree. But at the end, it's still, if it's fifth degree, I'm still having some level of influence or something on that person because now this person is looking at whatever I'm saying or doing or whatnot. And I think that is key because we do have the power to be impactful on a small micro level or at a huge macro level. That's the sociologist in me. So it's looking at, but it goes all the way. It's a continuum, even that perspective, because you think, oh, what difference can I make in the world? You have no idea. You could spark, look what happens in social media today. Like someone sends a random video of a kid doing a feeding a bear through a fence or something. And next thing we know, we've got 20,000 people being like, oh my God, did you see the video of the camera? Like we all be like, it was so cute. It inspired me to get a bear. What? Yeah. And so nowadays it's so, it's, it is so apparent how we can, we can have a ripple effect on society based upon how we are viewing it, how we are living our lives, what we are doing. And not that we have to be critical in that sense, because I think sometimes it's we can also then go to the other end of the spectrum where we're super controlling and super critical, and that isn't healthy either. That gets no one anywhere. But to be able to say, okay, 
I have some power of influence for myself and the world around me. How am I doing that in the most positive and healthy way that I can? Because if I'm doing that, then hopefully that ripple effect and then that wave will come back to me in that same possible way. Not that it's about, I don't want that to seem like it sounds about me and it winning in the end, <laughs> but being able to be, like we said, how do we be impactful people to our community, to others around us? And that's we are. Are we modeling yep. these things that we need to model? Are we trying to be the best person we can be within our means? That's well, a big part of it. I, I think really where, and I love quotes, uh, if they're, Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not in person, but I have little sticky notes all over my office when we're there. But I, where you're saying it's a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Like, how do we get out of that scarcity mindset of you're better than me, I'm better than mm-hmm. you, we're both better than that person, mm-hmm. but not as good as that person, and create the, oh, we all have value, we all right. have something to give, and approaching and and that really, I do feel like it does radiate out. I think all of our experts, you mm-hmm. feel that radiate from yes, them in right. terms of not just their own personal journey. I think from Mike, one of our very first conversations, and he's just is such an incredibly positive, mm-hmm. like generous spirit that you see that caregiving really mm-hmm. radiates out to everyone that he's contacting and engaging with, which then makes them feel good. And it it just it goes and goes and goes. It does. <laughs> I was reading something with Oprah and another author right now, and it was talking about the desire as a human, an innate piece in a human about wanting to do well and I don't want to say be like, but to do well. And she talks about in her industry, constantly being a big um, critic of herself. Like, how did we, because we asked this question, how did it go? How did we do? Blah, blah, blah. Recently in an activity with, um, with you, Laura, I was like, oh, that was, I was, I was very unhappy with my performance. <laughs> and you're like, you're fine. I was like, I would five minutes. And then the five minutes, the whole world came down screaming kids and lawnmowers but it's all but that is the way that life is and so being able to I think for ourselves we take away some of the criticism that we have for ourselves that something is terrible and lean into the fact that if someone else had a positive experience if one person was like that was helpful then it's okay great and we can take away and I'm learning to say thank you when people give you compliments we're like oh no it's just disastrous because we do that to ourselves and then we just leave. That's <laughs> yeah. what we leave with. We leave with the poopy side versus, yeah. wow, someone thought that was a good thing that you did or a nice performance, whatever it was. And we go, thank you. Well, allowing ourselves to receive some gratitude or that someone did something positive, that's going to resonate with us better so that hopefully we're not our own worst critics. And, and it has been enjoyable to have these different uh experts come and talk about that and the joy of being able to see them resonate and what they did do well and how we all learn from that. And I think that's what I hope we can give away to our audience or to people who are listening is that, you know, take the what you are doing as what you are doing well and own that. Be okay with saying thank you. And we all have areas of growth. Carla has lots of them <laughs> for the record. But then being able to not just let those critical things become your driver. Yep. Let your let the things that are you are doing well be your driver and then continue to grow and continue to grow. Yeah. And I love, I think as we close out thoughts, it's 
if nothing else, the pandemic has taught us to roll with what life gives us in in the whether it's lawnmowers or kids or shoot, I've been on two interviews in the last week where someone's at my front door, which is two feet away from my chair and they make eye contact. So I can't pretend that Mm -hmm. I'm not here. You're like, all right, this is life. Like, yeah, you can hold on. Exactly. I'll be right back. Exactly. (laughs) It's, It's just life now. And I think if anything, the grace that we can give ourselves that yes, we are hard workers. We are, you know, creating these lives, but we're also humans, mm-hmm. right? Who make mistakes, who to, can improve, can get better. And that's okay. And if we can get there, I think we truly can get to we're fine is not a feeling and we can all feel a little bit better. I'm right on board with that. High five virtually. Woo! <laughs> All right. So thank you for joining us for this final episode of the season. It's been an honor to be your host as we journey through these feelings together. Thank you for listening, sharing your own stories, and being a part of this special experience. And a truly big thank you goes to my co-host, Carletta, for letting me into her life this year. Thank you, Laura. This has been such an amazing experience. I have been honored and thrilled to be on this journey with you. Just want to make sure that you guys subscribe, rate, comment on our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you follow us online at Viva Resource Center. That's at V-E-B-A Resource C-T-R. And you can find our videos and other health and wellness advice at VivaResourceCenter.com. Please stay tuned for future podcast episodes. Stay well, keep moving, and be better. We'll see you next season.